well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. Glad you're with me on the program today. We're going to be delving into the latest from USA Today, taking a look at uh, tween and teen influencers in the 2A space and the, uh, oh, the gun control activists who hate the fact that there is uh, anybody under the age of 18 who is uh, popular on YouTube and uh, other streaming services um, having to do anything with a firearm. We'll get to that in just one second. Before we do delve into that topic, over, let's talk about this for just a moment. Biden's America, it is crushing us. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers, one after the other. Americans working two jobs just to get by. Inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink, as you well know. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you need a plan. You know it and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-time Inc. 5000 winner, 2022 Company of the Year, with thousands of five-star reviews. And they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. They're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you contact them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. So USA Today has this um, big, you know, investigative story. The uh, newest class of gun influencers show off fierce weapons online. Some aren't teens yet. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. So now we know that we're supposed to... Uh, be upset about this, right? The the headline makes it clear, this is not appropriate, this is not acceptable, this is the problem, and we're going to find out uh, how to address the supposed problem there in the USA Today story. Um, reporter uh, Nick Pinzenstadler writes, um, the niche marketers with their de facto poster child, Autumn Fry, an 11-year-old gunslinger with 240,000 YouTube subscribers, have drawn scrutiny from gun control groups, state governments, and recently the White House and its new Office of Gun Violence Prevention. Yeah, here's a quote from a White House spokesman, Jeremy Edwards, no relation, by the way, who said, quote, marketing guns to children is abhorrent, including the shameful practice of gun manufacturers using social media to encourage children to purchase deadly weapons. This is especially alarming when we know that guns are the number one killer of kids. We also know that it is illegal for minors to purchase firearms. So what the heck is Jeremy Edwards talking about here? Uh, again, let's 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 go through this quote. Marketing guns to children is abhorrent, he says, including the shameful practice of gun manufacturers using social media to encourage children to purchase deadly weapons. Now, first of all, I would argue that uh, firearms manufacturers are not marketing their products to children in the first place. Um, but again, it's illegal for anybody under the age of 18 to purchase a firearm. So when Edwards is talking about uh, the firearms industry encouraging children to purchase deadly weapons, again, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, Pinson Staller also reports that the gun control group Sandy Hook Promise issued a report this year detailing how fire manufacturers are targeting a new generation of buyers and enthusiasts. Among the trends they called problematic is the proliferation of influencers too young to have their own social media pages, let alone purchase or possess firearms. 
The group wrote, because kids are the best messengers to other kids, the success of these channels underscores the fact that the companies paying them clearly know that they are marketing to children. Now, again, I don't know that that's clear at all. As a matter of fact, there might be kids who are watching these YouTube channels, but I'm guessing that uh, a lot of the viewers to these channels are, in fact, adults. Probably a lot of parents, right, who may be looking for ways to get their own kids active and involved in the shooting sports. Um, maybe some parents who are looking for tips on you know how to teach their own kids to be safe and responsible. Um, but I don't think it is clear that the farms industry is using these uh, teen influencers, who, by the way, um, are not being prodded uh, or uh, you know bought by the uh, firearms industry and said, okay, you make these videos, right? These are parents who are working with their kids to produce videos and, by the way, show them being safe and responsible with firearms. I mean, this, is, this to me is the most outrageous part of this story. You know, if you want to talk about uh, kids with guns doing stupid things, I don't know, go to Snapchat. Look at the stories that we see of, you know, 14, 15, or maybe even 12 and 13-year-olds who are showing off their illicitly acquired firearms, who are bragging about the crimes that they're committing. Where's the story about that? Where's the grilling of Snapchat or YouTube or Facebook about how those videos proliferate online? Maybe Pinson Stadler will write that next, but his first foray into taking a look at uh, minors and uh, firearm use online, again, explores those uh, kids who have a good relationship with their parents, who are uh, supervised, right, when they're at the range, who are engaging in safe and responsible behavior. That's what they take issue with. I find that just mind boggling. Benson Stadler uh, writes the uh, report from Sandy Hook Promise, uh, laid out the accounts Tactical Mia, uh, Autumn Fry, and a, a few others as influential preteen, tweens, and teens in the space. Representatives for uh, Tactical Mia, who's nine, and Autumn Fry, who's 11, declined to comment for the article. Both responded with warnings not to publish their images, content, videos, names, likeness, or logos. Operators of other popular accounts said their posts are purely entertainment and not aimed at financial gain. Uh, and Styler writes, though, a single brand mention on Autumn's YouTube page, however, could bring in $400 to $3,000, according to estimates by the marketing analyst group Hype Auditor. Her top video has 3.3 million views of her small hands manipulating a Desert Tan 9mm 6 M18 pistol. She also says autographed shell casings for $10, or you can use discount code AUTUMN for youth-sized body armor uh, as well. And again... The 11-year-old's not doing this, right? Now, if you want to take issue with her parents, okay, but show me again what they're doing that appears to be irresponsible or unsafe in terms of what their child is doing with a firearm. You can't. The problem is that <laughs> for these gun control groups, they don't want to see our kids exposed to the reality that they have the right to keep and bear arms. They don't want to see kids learning how to be safe and responsible gun owners. Not just on YouTube. Not just on social media. Remember, the same marketing of firearms to kids would encompass things like the 4-H shooting sports program. Or the Junior Air Rifle League. Or the high school clay target 
League, which has been growing by leaps and bounds around the country. They consider all of those things to be marketing firearms to kids. There is no way that they're ever going to view you teaching your kids how to be safe and responsible with a firearm or encouraging them to participate in the shooting sports as anything other than an evil that needs to be eradicated. Uh, Fred Thrasher, who um, runs a YouTube account with his daughters, again, shooting firearms, among other things, told uh, USA Today, we don't cater to children. Our target demographic, moms and dads, 35 to 65. He said, no companies are paying to sponsor the channel. The survival camps that they host, he said, aren't very lucrative. The two-night camping, close-quarter combat, gun and knife training events cost $199 or $500 for a family of four, which is not a lot of money. And Thrasher said, no one wants to market guns to children. They're not influencers. They're just living their life. This is our time together instead of screen time. We promote family and skills and critical thinking, but they're not obsessed with guns. And Thrasher noted that unlike rap videos, none of his content promotes crime or glamorized firearms. He says it's an added challenge to be a family of black shooters and women in an industry dominated by white men. He also said he's acutely aware of the politics surrounding both firearms and children influencers. And he says he's advocating for responsible gun ownership. But again, that's not the gist of this story at USA Today. Oh, no. Although buried way down in this uh, big investigative report. Benson Stadler does mention that uh, social media companies, including YouTube, must adhere to the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act and specify whether content is made for kids. 2019, he writes, the FTC fined its parent to Google $170 million for violating that law. He notes that uh, YouTube channels for Autumn Fry and Tactical Mia are not designated as made for kids under the FTC's rules and would not appear in YouTube Kids, according to a, a YouTube spokesperson. Benson Styler writes that content that doesn't violate the site's community guidelines can still be flagged as inappropriate for viewers under 18, only accessible by those confirmed to be 18 or older. But the YouTube spokesperson said that neither Autumn nor Mia's content met the bar for age restriction. And again, why would it? Why would it? Other than, oh, kids shouldn't be seen holding a firearm, even under adult supervision. Well, unclutch your pearls and wake up to the reality that, again, <laughs> parents have the right to teach their kids how to be safe and responsible with firearms. Parents have the right to pass on their appreciation for all of our inherent rights to the next generation. Uh, Pinson Styler writes, Some young creators use their platforms to complain about censorship and show-called shadow banning. Autumn Fry, this is, and this is, <laughs> this is one of those um, media dog whistles. Right. Uh, Pins and Styler writes, um, Autumn Fry switched some of her posts from YouTube to the blockchain-based service Odyssey. While that system has much looser restrictions, he writes, critics have also called it a safe haven for neo-Nazis and white supremacy. So, again, the idea is that, uh, you know, 11-year-old Autumn Fry is now hanging out with a bunch of white supremacists and neo-Nazis. This is disgusting. It's despicable. It's gross. And again, it is aimed at stopping parents from passing on their love of the shooting sports and their appreciation for our right to keep their arms to that next generation. The um, report by uh, Pins and Stadler also uh, quotes a um, 
woman who calls herself a marketing muckraker, uh, Rachel Albers. She has a uh, book coming out on kidfluencers, momfluencers, and uh, family vloggers. Uh, Albers said that some of the kidfluencers may not have paid brand contracts now, but are basically unpaid interns laying groundwork for future paying gigs. She blamed the NRA and manufacturers for cultivating a gun culture aimed at younger and younger audience. She thinks restrictions on this type of gun marketing should be the least controversial of gun control reforms. I have a bias, she says, but I think most people can agree that we shouldn't be marketing guns to kids. I'll relent on your rights argument. Oh, gee, thanks, Rachel. You have a right to take your kid to a range, but we don't market alcohol or cigarettes to kids anymore. And again, what is the basis of Albers' belief or Sandy Hook promise belief or the House of Gun Violence Prevention of the White House belief that this is actually marketing firearms to kids who aren't old enough to legally purchase them? Now, Rachel Albers, again, oh, fine, I'll, I'll give you that you have your right to keep and bear arms. I'll, I'll even accept that you can take your child to the range. But don't you dare, don't you dare bring a camera. Don't you dare record that for posterity. Don't you dare post that video online showing your child having a good time with mom or dad at the range. That crosses the line into marketing firearms for kids. Oh, no, there are a whole hell of a lot of lines being crossed here. Um, but they have to do with violating our First Amendment rights, as well as our Second Amendment rights. And the lines that are being crossed are being crossed by the gun control advocates who want to obliterate our right to keep and bear arms, who want to call you a bad parent for teaching your kids how to be safe and responsible with a firearm. They would prefer your kid be ignorant. They would prefer that your child have no knowledge whatsoever about how to be safe and responsible with a gun, even under adult supervision. That doesn't matter. They have an abstinence-based policy. And the more your child knows about firearms, how they work, the dangers, and again, how to be safe and responsible around them. Well, the worse of a parent they think you are. And not only the worse of a parent, the worse of a citizen they think you are. This is why you've got legislators in California who are passing these absurd bans on marketing firearms to children that, uh, as originally written, originally interpreted, threaten to shut down junior shooting sports. Across the state, I've seen op-eds bemoaning the fact that the 4-H shooting sports programs even exist. So again, make no mistake, this isn't just about targeting kid influencers online or you know uh, YouTube sensations like Autumn Fry. This is about our ability to teach our kids respect for firearms, appreciation for our right to keep and bear them. And again, encouraging the next generation to understand the importance of their Second Amendment rights. That's ultimately what they're objecting to. That's ultimately what they're trying to shut down. And as we've seen, <laughs> they'll go to great lengths to do so. Accusing moms and dads of being horrible parents, accusing kids of palling around with neo Nazis and white supremacists, right? All under the guise of trying to solve a problem that simply doesn't exist. 
Again, you want to talk about kids being irresponsible with firearms? Let's talk about that. You want to talk about how social media might be encouraging the irresponsible use of firearms and the illicit use of firearms among teenagers? Let's talk about that. But we're not going to be talking about Autumn Fry. We're not going to be talking about Tactical Mia. We're going to be talking about, again, kids as young as 11, 12, who are flashing illicitly uh, obtained firearms on their social media accounts with no adult supervision whatsoever, bragging about the crimes that they've committed in some cases. Why isn't USA Today talking about that? Why doesn't Sandy Hook Promise consider that to be a bigger problem than families enjoying these shooting sports together and recording their time online and sharing it with the public at large? I have my theories. You probably do too. But um, again, make no mistake, they are coming for our right to keep and bear arms. Not only our right, but the next generation's right as well. All right, before we turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day and our recidivist report, let me remind you once again that Joe Biden's America is crushing us. And not just our right to keep and bear arms. You've got companies laying off tens of thousands of workers one after the other, Americans working two jobs just to get by, inflation pushing hardworking families to the brink. And a digital dollar could be coming down the pipeline to completely destroy our way of life. The truth is, you do need a plan. You know it and I know it. And that's why you should call Gold Co. So you can diversify your savings and investments with gold and silver before things get worse. They're a six-timing 5,000 winner, 2022 company of the year, thousands of five-star reviews, and they've helped people like you and me place over $1 billion in gold and silver. Right now, they're offering up to $10,000 in free silver while supplies last. And if you contact them today, qualified callers will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So don't wait. Call Gold Co. at 855-412-3806 today. That's 855-412-3806. And now let's get to today's Armed citizen story, or a good deed of the day, and our recidivist report. We will start there with a, a case out of Minneapolis where a Man has been ordered to serve probation for shots fired that damaged a police precinct as well as nearby homes. Yeah, apparently just a minor offense, not worthy of any uh, time behind bars or anything like that. No, 23-year-old uh, McKeon Thompson got a 364-day prison sentence, but it was stayed for the duration of his two years on probation. So as long as he, you know, keeps out of trouble for the next two years, he won't have to go behind bars at all. And if he does violate probation, odds are he's not going to be sentenced to serve the entire 364 days. Uh, Thompson also received a 158-day sentence at the Hennepin County Workhouse, but, shockingly enough, had credit for 158 days already served. Yeah. Uh, Thompson was previously charged with one count of second-degree riot, as well as recklessly firing a gun. He pleaded, uh, pleaded guilty back in August to possessing a firearm without a serial number. Huh, how about that? It was July of last year. Authorities say shots fired outside of Minneapolis's 4th Police Precinct. Criminal complaints that several officers saw and heard automatic gunfire, which hit the precinct and surrounding homes. Later, officials found Thompson laying face down to a fence in a house nearby. The complaint added that a handgun with an extended magazine on the ground about five feet from Thompson. He was one of three people to be charged for the incident. The last to be sentenced, Devin Gaines, or Davion Gaines, charged with second-degree riot, Recklessly firing a gun in possession of a machine gun, Troy Teasley charged with second-degree riot and fleeing police in a vehicle. In October of last year, Gaines was sentenced to 12 months and a day behind bars, but that sentence was stayed as well for three years. As long as he, again, follows the term of his probation, he'll be fine. 
Teasley was sentenced in February of this year to 90 days at the Hennepin County Workhouse. Uh, no word on whether or not that amounted to time served, but uh, odds are <laughs> it did. So here you have three individuals who are, again, accused of certainly reckless behavior, right? Uh, firing a gun wantonly and randomly in a uh, busy urban neighborhood. Guilty pleas secured in exchange for what? A slap on the wrist, right? And a stern admonition not to do this again. I, I mean, we've talked about the progressive tilt of Minneapolis here before. We've talked about the uh, rising crime over the past few years in Minneapolis, the uh, attempt to first defund the police department and reimagine policing, and then the pullback because uh, a lot of Minneapolis residents got ticked off about that. Minneapolis is still a mess. And sentences like this are a joke. Again, lawmakers in Minneapolis or lawmakers in Minnesota, they're going to be in the state capitol next year. They're going to be uh, proposing all kinds of restrictions on lawful gun owners. We've already seen, you know, uh, push for red flag laws, permit to purchase. Uh, we may see waiting periods. We may see uh, gun bans, magazine bans. All, again, aimed at people who are legally in possession of their firearms. Meanwhile, you got three uh, knuckleheads who are recklessly breaking the law and putting innocent lives at risk. And what's the punishment? <laughs> Not much at all. Probation. And the uh, possibility of serving a year behind bars if they don't stay on the straight and narrow. I say the possibility because that is certainly not a guaranteed outcome. Uh, today's armed citizen story from Clovis, New Mexico, where police say a man accused of breaking into a home was shot by the uh, homeowner in the uh Residents. This was uh, back on December 4th. It was around 11 p.m. person called police saying someone was trying to break into their home and then uh, called back later to say that they had to shoot the individual identified as a 21-year-old Judas Naranjo. Police said that the homeowner told them that Naranjo was banging on the door. They told him to go away because they didn't know who he was. Um, they said that Naranjo was warned that the homeowner had a gun, but then Naranjo kicked in the front door of the home. And that is when the homeowner warned him once again, after he had kicked in the front door, I have a gun, don't come inside. When Naranjo proceeded to gain entry to the home, that is when the homeowner fired. Naranjo uh, survived his encounter with the armed homeowner. He has been charged with breaking and entering. He has since been released from the hospital where he was taken after his encounter with the armed citizen. We will uh, try to keep our eyes open for any more updates. But honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if this story just kind of fades from the headlines as many of our defensive gun uses do. Uh, finally today, in the right place, at the right time, we weren't able to do the right thing. A uh, man in Tazewell County, Illinois, who saved his neighbor with a uh, timely use of CPR. This was uh, over the, I think it was over the past weekend, uh, two weekends ago. Mark Badgero and his wife, Gwen, were watching a soccer game when Gwen said her husband started making odd noises sounded kind of like he was snoring, but he wasn't asleep. Uh, he didn't respond to her when she was asking, are you okay? Are you okay? And then he passed out. Um, Gwen Badger called 911, but she also texted uh, their next-door neighbor, Ryan Thompson. Um, she said he'd do anything to save someone. I knew he could help me. So Ryan Thompson is an Air Force veteran, 
ran over to the house as soon as he got the text from Gwen. He said he knew something was seriously wrong when he saw the text. And when he got there and he saw his neighbor unconscious, he started doing chest compressions. He said instincts took over. My training took over. But then I didn't do anything different than what any good neighbor would have done in that situation. He performed CPR for about 10 minutes or so. He said it felt like he was no longer with us at that point. I really thought in my head, this is it. But after paramedics arrived and took over, they praised Thompson for saving Mark's life. Um, Gwen said that her neighbor gave her husband the chance to keep breathing. He said, uh, she said, my husband has a titanium clip around his sternum from open heart surgery in February. And he's a really big guy, she said. Without Ryan's help, I wouldn't have been able to do this. Thompson said that he learned CPR during his time in the Air Force. And he said, you know, my proudest thing about that is that he was able to walk away and be able to, you know, remember to have everything that he had previously. He is also encouraging others to uh, learn CPR. He says, you never know what you could run into at the mall, the grocery store, even in traffic. You see somebody in need and as a good citizen, you do what you can to help them. Absolutely. Gwen Badgerow says she has known uh, Mark Thompson's wife since she was a kid. And the uh, two families have been close, but they've only gotten closer since they became neighbors a couple of years ago. She said, um, this adds a whole new level of connection to their friendship. And yeah, I would imagine it does. And you know, Mark Thompson's right. And you know, when he talks about, you never know uh, what you could run into at the mall, grocery store, and traffic. You know, for many of us, that's the same attitude we have about why we carry a firearm for self-defense, right? You never know. Odds are you're not going to encounter a violent criminal, but you never know. And you want to be prepared. And I think that that same attitude does apply when it comes to helping uh, others in need, um, not from saving them from a violent crime, but again, saving them from a heart attack, saving them from choking. Um, these are simple things that we can all learn, uh, education that we can take with us and carry with us. Just as we carry a farm for self-defense, we can carry that knowledge around. So just in case we ever run across somebody in trouble. We have the ability to help them out, like Ryan Thompson did, in the right place, at the right time, willing and able to do the right thing, to save his neighbor in need. And we thank him for his very, very good deed. Now, that is all the time we've got for you on this edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. I want to thank you for being a part of the program, as always. Uh, again, we really appreciate you being here. I'm looking forward to talking with you again tomorrow and on Friday as well, because uh, we did a... Uh, Tuesday through Friday scheduled this week since I was off on Monday. So I am looking forward to continuing the conversation tomorrow. I would encourage you to check out BearingArms.com. In the meantime, we're keeping you up to date on all of the latest Second Amendment news and information from all across the nation. Armed citizen stories, legislation, litigation, and more. It's all there for you at BearingArms.com. And if you uh, like what you see, I would encourage you to become a VIP or VIP Gold member as well. Right now, for a very limited time, we have a, a significant savings on the table for you. Just use the promo code THANK YOU. And you can get 60% off of your VIP or VIP Gold membership. It is our way of saying thanks for showing your support. It really, truly is appreciated. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free.